Welcome virtual entrepreneurs, millennials on the go, and adventure seekers with big dreams. You found the right place. My name is Alexis Teichmiller, a millennial, lifestyle blogger, and digital creative. The Laptop Lifestyle is designed to inspire, educate, and challenge you to live the life you want every day. Together, let's unlock how to live the laptop lifestyle to the fullest. Jake Kilfer is the best-selling author of Elevate Beyond, a high-energy, inspirational, and educational speaker, the creator of Fundamental Mindset. The purpose of his blog, Fundamental Mindset, is to help motivate and foster new ways of thinking on your journey to success. Jake combines these lessons from successful athletes and entrepreneurs within his book with his own experiences to teach you how to discover a career you are passionate about, become a champion networker, and use resume, interview, and social media strategies to stand out from your peers and colleagues. I am so excited to have Jake on the show. Good morning, Jake. How are you? Good morning, Alexis. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm having a blast already early in the morning, ready to uh, ready to do this. Awesome. Well, I, I just feel so honored to have you on the show, and I'm so inspired by the work that you're doing in the world. And tell me a little bit more about you and your story and kind of how you started out in entrepreneurship. Yeah. So, I mean, you hear this a lot, but entrepreneurs have always, you know, inspired me. I've always been people that I've looked up to. Uh, both my parents are entrepreneurial. My dad has his own uh, t-shirt promotional product business. My mom, she's a teacher, but she also had her own uh, clinical social work practice. So from a young age, I've just been surrounded by entrepreneurship. And when I got to the University of Southern California, which is where I went to college, I really wanted to get involved in something entrepreneurial. So not only did I make uh, entrepreneurship one of my emphasis and study points, but I also actually created my first company as a freshman in college. And that was called Straight Curve Marketing. And what Straight Curve Marketing was, was it was a smaller version of what my dad has as a business so that I was able to limit my expenses, but also get the hands-on experience of being an entrepreneur. And that was such a great experience. And that took me through college because I had to do things in college to, to find money to pay for my fraternity and to start paying off some of the loans that I was accumulating. Mm -hmm. And so being an entrepreneur not only gave me um, those lessons to learn, but it also gave me the chance to really understand the hustle and the grind and being able to, to make a difference. And so by being an entrepreneur in college, it kind of led to me wanting to be an entrepreneur after college and me being an entrepreneur for the rest of my life, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and so when it came time to, to graduate back in 2015, I had a decision to make. And that decision was, do I take one of these jobs that I was offered uh, in the sports world or do I you know, decline these offers and go after what I want and, and pursue my passions? And I declined my offers. And upon graduation, I realized that I wanted to make a big impact. And I didn't know exactly how to do that. But then something crazy happened. And the Los Angeles Lakers offered me a part-time role in their corporate partnerships division. And when that happened, I had no choice but to say yes. And the reason for that <laughs> is because I'm from LA. I love the Lakers. We even have a lake room in my house, dedicated to Lakers, painted purple and gold. Oh my I mean, we are diehard fans. <laughs> and That's great. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And so when they offered me that opportunity, I, I had to say yes. And the best thing about it was 
I got to work for the Lakers, but at the same time, I had the opportunity to work on different entrepreneurial desires during my off days. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the ways that led me to writing Elevate Beyond. And and I'll tell you quickly kind of how that kind of came about. So during the Lakers, I would work game days, I would work community service events, and I would work two to three days in the office. So every morning I would get up and to skip LA traffic, I would drive down to El Segundo, which is where the Lakers facility is. Mm -hmm. And I would get there about three hours before work started. And I was constantly writing for my blog, you know, when I was just waiting. But then, you know, I had this idea halfway through the season where I was like, you know what, Jake, how can I impact more people? What do I know that I can share with the world? And once I asked myself those two pivotal questions, I realized that the blog post I was writing could actually be turned into a book. Yeah. And so totally. then I had a meeting with a mentor and the mentor said, Jake, you're right. This book can, can make a big difference to college students, high school students, recent grads, people looking to transfer careers. I mean, you got a lot of great knowledge here. And so essentially that kind of led me to writing Elevate Beyond. And then in May of 2016, I finished up my season with the Lakers and launched Elevate Beyond. And now a few months later, here we are today, where my entrepreneurial business has taken off and I'm excited to see where the future holds. And you're a full-time entrepreneur now. Yes. Right now I'm a full-time entrepreneur and I do some work with different sports agents as being an MBA sports agent is also one of my biggest goals in life. So that's something that you're consistently working towards. Yes. Yes. I, I kind of have a lot on my plate um, right now. And one of the things that I'm really working on, because being an entrepreneur, you can, you know, you can be so creative and have so many things going on at once. So one of the things that I'm really working on is while I have all these different avenues and, and potential income streams, one of the things that I really work on is narrowing my focus down and really yeah. focusing every day on certain tasks that I want to achieve to ultimately help me reach my definition of success. Yeah, as you were saying that, I thought of Gary V. Are you familiar with Gary V? Oh, I love Gary V. Oh, I love Gary V. Like I got to see him in San Diego oh, wow. this past spring at Social Media Marketing World and I fangirled so hard. <laughs> um, yeah, he's one of my virtual mentors. And as you said, I have all these things going on, but I see the value in extreme focus. Like I immediately thought of him because I feel like that's something he's always preaching. And Jake, that's awesome that you see that because that's something that I sometimes fail to see. And I always need a reminder of like, I can't have all of these entrepreneurial efforts going on at the same time if they keep conflicting and fighting each other um, and if they don't make sense and I, if I can't focus, you know, narrow my focus. So that made, that's awesome. Yeah. Gary Vee came out with uh, a great video that, that went viral. I mean, most of us do, but it went viral right around the time of graduation this year. And it mm -hmm. was about, you know, you're entering the next five years, which are the greatest five years of your life. And it's your time to do whatever you want because you don't have to take Sally to soccer practice, right? You don't have the kids mm -hmm. to worry about. I mean, some people do, but for the most part, people that graduate college have a five-year window to do whatever they want. And that, that really hit home with me because it gave me, you know, even though I was already doing a lot of what he was saying, it really gave me the, you know, motivation and confidence to go for it because the worst thing that happens is I fail and I try again. But the best thing that happens is my life has changed forever. And that that is such a true statement. And and for entrepreneurs all out there, we just got to go for it because there's so many ways to, to make it work. All we got to do is just find one. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That's that's wonderful. Um, so if I'm doing the math right, you're 23, 24. Correct. 23. I turned 24 in December. 
Jake, we're the same age. That's that's awesome. We're both we're both 23. I automatically assume that you were in your later 20s because of how much you'd accomplished and how mature you were. <laughs> well, I, I look older. I definitely have that facial hair that uh, that makes me look in the late <laughs> 20s. You've got the maturity. <laughs> got the maturity. I love it. So what's it like being 23? And let's even rewind about three years. What's okay. it like to be 20? With extreme ambition and passion, you are running your your business through college. Is it difficult with your peers to relate to them? You know, that's, a, that's an interesting question. And sometimes, yeah, it is. Um, because sometimes people don't have the same vision as me. And sometimes people don't necessarily understand what I'm doing or what I'm trying to accomplish. But the more I the more I read and the more I experience life and the more I just do me, the more I understand that I'm going to surround myself with people that are like minded. But even more than that is I'm going to keep doing it and people are going to be along for the ride because they want to be a part of it. And I'm always going to support my friends, even if they don't necessarily understand what I'm doing. Um, so sometimes it is kind of hard to, to relate to certain people, but that's why it's so important to surround yourself with, with great people as well. Um, and so I'm lo- very lucky to have a great support system, um, a great group of friends, uh, because I mean, I'm sure you've heard the quote, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Yes. And so for me, you know, while some of my, some of my best friends might not understand what I'm doing, they're going to support me in everything that I do do. And so mm-hmm. that to me is really important. And my family's really supportive. My younger brother, he's a junior in college now. So he's like my test dummy for everything. He's my <laughs> advertising guy. I mean, it's it's just amazing to be able to, to have people that do understand it. But even for those that don't, they're still going to support me. And that's that's where it, that's where it becomes fun for me is because even if they don't understand me, but they support me, that's what means means a lot to me. Yeah, because um, people don't always have to understand necessarily what you're doing, but if the support there, so if the support is there, then it you know 100%, it helps a lot. Especially as an entrepreneur, we already have so much thrown at us, and we already have our own negative self talk. We don't need more negativity in our lives, right? Absolutely, Neg- I don't. I don't like negativity at all. I'm I'm an extremely positive guy. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I tell myself out loud, I say, today is going to be a great day. We're going to do something great that's going to get us one step closer to to achieving our goals, you know, to achieving our dreams. You know, I'm fired up mm-hmm. when I wake up every morning. You know, just a little while ago when I woke up today, I was like, let's do this. I got a podcast interview. I'm excited to crush it. I'm excited to talk with Alexis and her and her and her colleagues and her audience. And, and you know, this is going to be great. So positivity is a big thing for me because I love sharing it with people. I love just bringing the house, you know, bringing the house down of positivity. And I feel that energy from you. I I absolutely love it. And I feel like that is, that's a gift. And I think that's why you have been so successful, you know, this early on is because you play into that energy and you play into that positivity and you don't want anything, you know, get you down. I'm sure you do, but you don't let it get you down enough that you quit. And I would love to hear your thoughts on the millennial generation as a whole and kind of the way that the society views us. And I feel like there is a negative lens when people look at millennials. And I'd love for you to kind of speak to that or defend that. Yeah. Well, I think, I think society 
I think we're still we're transitioning into a, a time where people doing what they want and being entrepreneurs is becoming a lot more normal for people. But at the same time, when you're in college, you know, when I was at USC, it was you go to USC, you graduate, you get a great job because you have a USC education, you make a lot of money, and then you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And and for me, one of the things I love most about the millennial generation, and one of the things that I, I think the millennial generation needs to, to work on and understand, is we don't need to follow that pattern. We don't have mm-hmm. to do what society necessarily wants us to do or what the traditional method of, of living is. Because if you do that, you know, 10 years down the road, you're going to wish you had just started your business or 10 years earlier. You know, one of my big philosophies in life is the only shortcut in life is to start now. And that, that has been something that I've kind of taken with me because if I start now, 10 years down the road, I'm going to be able to look back and say, wow, look at all that I've accomplished because I started and I took that first step. But if I wait 10 years, I play it safe. I'm going to look down the road 10 years from now and say, okay, now what? Where do I find that level of happiness? So, mm-hmm. so society typically views people in that way and, and kind of the traditional method is to go to college and get that job. But one of the things that I, I do love about the millennial generation is a lot more of us are taking that risk and taking that plunge. Mm-hmm. Now, the important part to remember, and I'm learning this as I go, is you got to work smarter, not harder. And for a lot of people, we just say, oh, we want to be entrepreneurs. But a lot of people don't know what that takes or they're not willing to put in the work that is required. And so that's why a lot of times there's a bad light on sometimes millennial entrepreneurs because they think it's just going to happen. But it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. It takes five years to be an overnight success. So it's really important that no matter what generation you come from, that you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get you to where you want to go. And I think that that's something really important. And I think that regardless of what society wants, it's ultimately up to you as a millennial, as Generation X, as a baby boomer to make that decision and start now. Preach, brother. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Preach. I I love that. And I feel like that is something that I am learning more and more and more is that the millennial generation is the most, I feel like we're the most caring generation because we are all about doing good things and having goodwill. Like the companies that millennials are starting now are incredible. And like the work that we're doing is so cool. And also, I feel like we are the generation that has had the most information, you know, at our fingertips. Oh, yeah. And so the I think for the very first time, opportunity really is limitless. It's uh, it's completely unlimited for our generation. And I think that we are kind of seen as the generation that hops around a lot, yeah. like, you know, from job to job or from place to place, because we have this you know, this mindset of not settling and we're, we're very experiential people. So like we, you know, we are all about the experience. So with that being said, I know that you work with millennials on resumes and interviews and social strategies to help them stand out. Tell me a little bit about what it's been like to work with millennials and then share with me some of those strategies of, of how to stand out in a noisy world. Yeah, so I mean, work working with millennials is is great. I do a lot of work with with college students and people that are entering the job market um, because I kind of I wouldn't say it's an untraditional approach, but a lot of what I do is based on on your mindset, mm-hmm. and I think the mindset is really important 
because when you actually believe something and you vocalize what you believe in your head, it becomes it becomes closer to being a reality. And that's just in that's just in general. But when it comes to working with with different millennials on on resumes and, and social media, because social media is, is so important today, especially in the job market. Um, mm-hmm. But but working with millennials is is great because, like you said, th- communication and opportunity is limitless. And so one of my big things that I like to do when I work with people is I don't just like to help them with, you know, if if I'm working on their resume, it's not just to help their resume for this job. It's to help prepare them for what's what's next, what's in the future, what's their long-term goal. Because everything is a stepping stone to the next thing until you have finally gotten to where you want to go. And mm-hmm. so if I'm able to really help people understand that it's all about this journey and it's all about, you know, where you want to go, but enjoying the moment, we're able to create something that is more than just a piece of paper. We're able to create something that's a personality. We're able to create a story. And when you can tell a story, you're able to differentiate yourself in a resume, when you network, when you interview, and that's what's beautiful. So that's that's one of the big strategies is I like to make sure people are telling their story because you know what? There's only one of you in the world. You're the only you. And if you can be comfortable with who you are and confident in who you are and share your story with everybody, well, that's when the magic's going to happen. You know, you you do a great job. I mean, you have this podcast, you're bringing on some incredible guests, you're doing you and you're finding a way to stand out in this noisy world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing Trying. me. You know, I'm doing me. There's there's millions yeah. of people with blog posts out there. Oh, yeah. You know? So so what did I do to differentiate myself? You know, I said, I'm going to write a book. Well, mm-hmm. that, that's different, right? Yeah. But when you take it to, to the minor level and just when I'm working with different people, it's all about finding little tips and strategies that they can do that other people aren't willing to do. And, you know, when you network, how can you find a connection? You know, who knows who and are you willing to ask them? And I have so many different little tips and strategies in my book, Elevate Beyond, that can really help you just get one step ahead. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's perfect for people too, because, because a lot of people have different opinions on these topics. A lot of people have different strategies on their own, but what's really important is that you you take that first step, right? And I'll go back to that. The, the only shortcut is to start now. And a lot of people are, are scared to branch out, are scared to reach out. They get nervous for interviews and that's totally, totally, totally okay. I get it. But if you're willing to just take that first step, you know, send that first LinkedIn connection request, you know do that first phone call interview. It gets easier over time. And so one of the things that I really like to stress, and I'll kind of leave it at this, is have fun. Because you're the only one that can tell your story. And if you have fun and you just do the little things, you're going to have a great a great and successful and happy career in whatever you choose to do. I 100% believe that because people that you're talking to, whether it be at a networking event or whether it be at a job interview, they can sense the fact that you're having fun and that you're enjoying yourself and they can sense the confidence and even just the authenticity too, to just be yourself. And I feel like instead of pretending like you're somebody else, just be yourself and try to have as much fun as you can doing that. Um, Even though that's sometimes easier said than done, but I love your advice. I think that's incredible. What you said, something that really sparked my interest that social media 
is a way that can help you connect and lead to jobs. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that's something I don't know. I know social media from a marketing standpoint because I use it every day, um, you know, in my job for marketing, but not necessarily for job interviews. And so I've even had a few people reach out to me asking, you know, how can I use Twitter for job interviews? You know, what's the appropriate way to reach out to people on LinkedIn? Like, give me like one or two different examples of what that would look like. Okay, so so let's focus on Twitter. You just mentioned Twitter. Yeah. Let's let's focus on Twitter for a second. Before we focus on Twitter, though, let me let me explain something. Is I like to call your social media your online personality. Mm-hmm. You have your in person personality, which is you and who you are as a person, and your social media is your online personality. And your online personality should be an amplifier of your in person personality, so that when a recruiter looks at your social media. And believe me, they will find a way to get access to your social media. <laughs> so, so if you think it's yeah. private, it's not. Okay, mm-hmm. you know there there are some some things out there that that people can do to gain access to information. So just be careful. That's I want to preface by that. But your your social media is your online personality, and you want it to be an amplifier of your in person personality. So let's go back to the Twitter. If if you're on Twitter and you're tweeting and you're doing whatever you want to do, that's great. But in order to help you stand out and you know break into a certain industry, you need to be following and connecting with people in the field you wanna you want to break into. So if I want to break into the sports world and I want to break into, let's say, working with a professional sports team, you should be on social media or Twitter following all the different sports teams, learning the industry, learning the different types of jobs within that industry by following different people, seeing what they tweet about, but not just seeing what they tweet about, engaging with their tweets. So if they post an article that talks about sports sponsorships and you found something interesting about that, say, hey, Jake, that was a great um, article you just posted. Thanks so much for sharing. Now you've given them a compliment, you're engaging with them, you're connecting with them. So now you can take it to LinkedIn and be like, hey, I just read your article on Twitter, really liked what you said. I'd love to chat with you for five to 10 minutes. Mm. You know, it's bouncing back and forth between the different platforms and being able to leverage them in different ways. But ultimately, it comes down to one thing. And that one thing is building a relationship. Because when you have a relationship, it, it will lead to new opportunities. It'll lead to honesty. It'll lead to trust. And those characteristics will lead to jobs and future success. So that's just kind of one way to have social media, starting with Twitter, leading it to LinkedIn, leading it to email, going back and forth, connecting Instagram. You could tie it all in together. Mm-hmm. And that and it comes down to the building a relationship and leveraging the access we have to all these opportunities and social media platforms to ultimately help propel your career and have ultimate success. I feel like not enough people and you know predominantly people in college and and millennials are using social media in a way like that. And so I think that for all of you out there who are applying for jobs, internships or maybe you're in college and you're trying to find a way to stand out in the job market, take these strategies because you will stand out. Because in whenever I was graduating, my last semester of college whenever everybody was interviewing, these people were changing their names on Facebook to like something crazy that didn't match their real name so that recruiters couldn't find them. And they were changing all their profiles to private because they, they wanted to hide, you know, what they'd been doing in college from from recruiters. And so I think step one, Jake would be living a good life. And by that, I mean, not 
you know, not publicizing everything that you do on Friday night on social media too. Yeah. I think that helps. I think that helps. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, but I think the key here and no matter, no matter what you do or don't do, it's, it's being authentic, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're authentic, yeah. people can relate to that and people want to be around people that are authentic. But look, I was in college, you were in college. We all totally. party, we all have fun. Yeah. We all do things that probably shouldn't be on social media, but if you do post <laughs> it on social media, you know, own it. Mm-hmm. But what, I, but what I do suggest is, is to be you and, and don't be afraid of what other people think about you, but just be smart and be understanding and aware that recruiters yeah. are going to look aware. at your social media. Yeah. You know, they're, mm-hmm. recruiters are using social media now. About 52% of, of recruiters look at social media as a first form of a background check. Wow. So, so yeah, so, so that's, you know, it's it just becoming, that number is becoming higher and higher. So it's just really important for people to be aware. And I think awareness is a great word for this. It's yeah. just be aware of what you're posting. Don't change your life because you're worried about what a recruiter might think or what you're worried about other people might think, but just be aware. And if you have to think about what you're going to post, you know, don't post it because you have that experience and you'll always remember it. But just because you don't have it on Facebook doesn't mean it didn't happen. You know, if I didn't post it on Facebook, <laughs> did it happen? No, because it did happen. And you know that. And everyone who's with you knows that. And, you know, go, that goes back to, to enjoying your journey and being, being who you are and having fun along the road. And so, so that just kind of, you know, be aware and just, you know, have a good time, but, but be aware of, of what's going on and just know that once you post it, it will be accessed by by a recruiter potentially yeah and it's out there <laughs> it is out there um, even, that's for sure it is out there yeah so tell me a little bit more about the process of writing your book and you are an educational and inspirational speaker which I can already tell from this podcast that you are an incredible speaker and I can't wait to to see you live one day that would I, be incredible I appreciate um, that but I would love to hear one how did you um one, what was your process like writing the book from start to finish? And two, how did you learn to speak so well? Did you have a a coach or lessons or take a course? Um, did you, you know, have people give you feedback? What was your process there and how can people nurture that, you know, speaking muscle within them within themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So so we'll break it down, we'll do the book part and then we'll come back to the speaking part. Yeah. Um so the book process is actually it, it was it's un, my, the process that I did was untraditional. Um, you know, like I said, I was working for the Lakers, and it came to a point in the season where I was like, "What do I know, and how can I help people?" And when I sat down and I asked myself those two questions, that really triggered me to to want to make a bigger impact. And I started writing all these blog posts, and I went to a mentor, and he said, "Jake, this this is a book. You have a mm-hmm. book here, right?" So in from December to May. That was my timeline. December was the initial idea. By February, the first script was done and I was already editing everything. And then by May 1st, I released it. So as you can probably imagine, that's a very short timeline to release a book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so first of all, I don't really recommend that for other people to do, um, <laughs> but it was just what was right for me. Uh-huh. And throughout that process, because I self-published through CreateSpace, which is Amazon's platform, that made it a lot easier too for me because I didn't have to worry about discussing with a publisher. And while that would have helped, you know, I would have had a search for a publisher. I would have had to find someone who wanted to pick up my, my, my manuscript, who wanted to, you know, publish my book. So because I was able to do it the self-publisher route, that made it a lot easier and was able to keep the time frame the way it was. So essentially, you had December where the idea was created, a series of blog posts. 
meeting with a mentor in, in middle of January who said, this needs to be a book. February, March, editing the book, finalizing it, making it fun, making it easy to read, adding a millennial feel to an old topic. Mm-hmm. April, book promotions, pre-orders, May 1st, launch, became a bestseller the first week. Oh that, my gosh. That was that was kind of how it happened. It happened so quickly. Um, I couldn't believe it, believe it myself. I had incredible people. I had a book launch team. You know, I did everything that I could to, you know, make that launch as big as possible. And, you know, now here we are a few months since the launch. My book's at Cal State Northridge and some of their classes. It's at the University of Syracuse as an optional text for their sports management majors. And it's going to be at UCLA when they start the uh, the semester or their quarter, excuse me. So the process was incredible. It was thrilling. It was nerve wracking. I was stressed out beyond belief, but I'm happy I did it. And there's definitely going to be more books um, in the future, just not for a while. <laughs> not, yeah, that's, that is incredible. I cannot believe your turnover time, you know, five months from idea to, to actually being played out is an incredible and congratulations on your book being used in really amazing universities as curriculum and optional reading. That is so cool. And to clarify, was it a bestseller on Amazon? Yes, it's an Amazon bestseller in in career development as well okay. as vocational guidance. Okay, okay, um, that is that is crazy. I love that story because being an author is something I have always wanted to do, and I always told myself that I was too young to write a book. Um, and I actually, well, I wrote a book. It was a free, you know, just like twenty five page book, oh, yeah. like an ebook, but. Yeah, I just wrote a free ebook last fall called Do It Brave. And but I feel like the more and more that you just put yourself out there and you say, "Okay, imposter syndrome, like okay, voice inside my head that says I can't, not today. Like I'll deal with you later. I'm not going to listen to you right now. I need to focus on, you know, what, you know, the goal in front of me versus playing into like those thoughts." I love that you straight up went for it. That is so admirable and so freaking cool. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I mean, first of all, I need to get a copy of Do It Brave. I want to read that definitely. Yeah, um, I'll send it to you. Awesome. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Awesome. Cool. And, you know, going back to the age thing that you said, and and this is something that that sometimes I do struggle with still, but but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter what your age is because if you have the knowledge or you have the people that can share your your message and it's and it's a good message, do it. You know, I mean, age, age is just a number until it's not right. So just, just because I'm 23 or 23, you're 28, you're 45, you're 80 years old. It doesn't matter what your age is. If you have something to share and you can make a difference in just one person's life, that's, that's what matters. And, you know, I'm very thankful that, that my book was as well received as, as it was. And that it continues to impact people all over the world because that's, that's why I wrote it. I wrote it because I wanted to help more people. And I'm very blessed and humbled by that experience and I continue to, which will lead into the speaking, but I'm very continued to be able to share this message and help this next generation of, of millennials find their passion, find something that they love doing and making that their work rather than just taking a job for the sake of taking a job. Yeah, because it's what we think we're supposed to do. Exactly. You know, based upon what society tells us. Writing a book creates incredible authority around your brand. Mm-hmm. And so- by self-publishing and by just getting it out there, now you're able to probably pitch yourself so much better for speaking gigs because you have a book. 
that's what I have seen in that industry. Yes, and I, I totally agree with you. And and this goes this is another thing. You know, I talk about how to stand out. Well, writing a book is a differentiator. That's a way for me to stand out mm-hmm. versus a lot of other people who, you know, may be older than me, may have more experience than me in these topics because I don't know everything. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying I know everything, but I do have a great message and writing a book it's just another way to help explain my message. It's another business card. You know, so when I go into an interview and I bring a book and a business card and a resume, that is going to be potentially more impressive on the on the onslaught than someone who just brings a business card and a resume, right? So oh, yeah. so just by having a book, I've been able to differentiate myself from a lot of other people out there. And so that's been great. And then when I reach out for speaking gigs or people come to me for speaking gigs, that's definitely a huge factor because I have something tangible that I can say, hey, here's a lot of what my message is, or this is just a preview of what you can get when you when you bring me out to speak. And so for me, it's it's been an incredible privilege to to, to be able to use my book as as a way to help market myself and a way to help me get speaking gigs. So would you say that you want to be a full-time speaker or do you think speaking is something that you will always do on the side? You know, to be honest, we'll see. I love speaking though. I mean, I'm sure you can tell and I'm sure your audience can tell. I, I, got, I just love talking, you know, I love talking. I love, I love interacting. I love connecting, you yeah. know? And so, and so speaking, speaking's great. And I have some really cool speaking gigs that are coming up. Um, but it, you know, when I speak, I, I like to, you know, hammer in some, some motivational inspiration in it, but I, but I like to educate and I like to make it a fun environment. You know, sometimes I'll come out and I'll start dancing. You know, I did a, mm-hmm. I did a speaking gig in June <laughs> and I came out and I did the running man challenge. I put on the music. I just came out, you know, doing the dance and it was just fun. And it's funny. And people are like, you know, what's he doing? But, <laughs> but it, but it relaxes you as an, as an audience member and it makes you more comfortable and it makes me more relatable to you. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. It's about connecting with your audience and, and providing incredible value. And, and, you know, when, when I'm done speaking, I hope that people are able to take what I speak about, or I take what I talk about and actually apply it to their lives. And, and if they can do that, then I'll know I've, I've done a great job. I think I remember seeing that running man video on your Instagram. You probably, you probably did. It was a great I was, one. I was like, Oh, this guy's, this guy's cool. I like it. <laughs> no, I think that's a great, that's a really great point because you are 23. And so you probably relate to a younger audience already, but a way to relax them is by being silly and being goofy and putting yourself out there and allowing them to break down those barriers so that they can actually receive what you are giving them. Because I think oftentimes with with millennials who have had success, they almost seem unrelatable to the millennials who are still finding theirs because there's like this weird competitive barrier. And it's like, no, like I make mistakes. I'm super flawed, just like all of you you know, here's how I want to help you tap into your potential. Like that's the kind of conversation versus it coming from a place of, you know, competition. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it it definitely doesn't. And one of the things that I always talk about is everybody has their own definition of success, right? And Mm -hmm. you, nobody's definition of success is the same as yours. You know, I I do interviews on my website called Success Spotlights and I interview millennials. I interview people that are older. I interview singers, actors, financial analysts. I interview everybody. And, you know, the funny thing about having everybody having their own definition of success is that everybody has their own definition of success and not one is the same. Yeah. And so what's incredible about that, and, it, and it's going to tie in a second, just wait, is, is that 
we all have the power to to choose where we want to go and how we want to pursue whatever we it is we want to pursue, right? So it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. You know, even though we want to compare ourselves and we're always trying to compare ourselves to others, the only person that matters on your journey is you because once you master yourself and you understand who you are, that's when you're able to bring others up with you. That's when you're able to fully reach your potential. That's when you're fully able to reach your definition of success. And when that happens, that's a beautiful thing because then it becomes more about us instead of me. But you have to be able to to understand yourself and understand what you're doing today and what you're going to do tomorrow and what you've done in the past to really fulfill that definition of success and then bring up others along the way. Totally agree. And I think it's it's a learning process too. But the more that I get to know myself and what I'm capable of learning from my mistakes so that I can, you know, have a better tomorrow, the more confident I am too in that. Like I'm confident in myself and whether I mess up or whether I succeed, I know that I'm going to be okay because I know and love myself and having the confidence to do and say that. And I haven't always, I have not always been able to say that, Mm -hmm. but I think as an entrepreneur, if you don't know yourself and you don't know, you know, what sets your soul on fire, what you stand for, what you don't stand for, you will always have that conflict within you of, am I doing the right thing? Does anybody care? Like, am I making a difference? You know, like you always have that inner doubt. And it, and it, and that voice will be louder than the voice that says you can do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about this. When you were thinking about starting, starting your podcast, you know, what were the thoughts going through your mind? You know, were you, were you excited about it? Were you nervous about it? Were you worried it wasn't work? What, what was going through your mind? Actually, I wanted to start this podcast back in January of, of this year, 2016, and I bought all of the equipment, got completely ready, and I sat on it for eight months, Jake, because and, I was so scared. And, and, and you were scared, but, but you, you took the first step in, in January, right? So now every day that yeah. you looked at that equipment, you knew you, you were going to do it eventually. Yeah, but, exactly. I knew that I wanted to do it. I just didn't think I had what it took right now. And now, and now that you've done it and you've, and you've started the podcast, how great does it feel to do what you're doing? It feels incredible because I love elevating the people around me and I love getting to know people like you and people like you inspire me to keep going. And I have been able to hear from different members of my audience and just hearing how the interviews have affected them in such a short period of time. I mean, the podcast has only even been on air for a month. And they're like, man, you know, this this episode, you know, completely changed my mindset today. And like, and then this was the chain reaction of things that happened because, you know, I was so inspired by, you know, the guest you had on. And that is such an incredible feeling. And I'm sure you feel the same after someone reads your book. Of course. it's just this, I, I can't even explain it. It just feels so good. It's right. like Christmas. <laughs> right. So, so, so now, I mean, so you, yeah. the energy you're speaking with is just, I mean, it's incredible. And so, so you went from January buying equipment and having this idea. You took the step of buying the equipment. You sat on it. Then mm-hmm. you actually said, you know what, we're going for it. You've yeah. done it. You fulfilled yourself. And now as you're fulfilling yourself and doing what you want to do, you're bringing other people up with you and you're giving other people an opportunity to, to, to learn from you, to, to meet with your guests, to, to really get to know you. And that's just going to keep escalating and escalating because once you start, you know, something, it only grows. 
It never it never stops mm-hmm. growing. And and you've just done an incredible job so far. And you know, being being here today and getting to connect with you, it's just been you know, it's been it's been a privilege and connecting with your audience. And I and I hope that I'm able to to talk and meet with some of your audience members too after this goes live. But you know, that's that's what it's all about. It's about having an idea and taking action on it and and making it become a reality. And then reaping the benefits, which in this case, you know, are, is an incredible podcast, but more importantly, it's an incredible impact on others. And that's a beautiful thing, Alexis. I think the more others minded I become and I focus less on myself and my doubts, the easier it is to take action. Because if I focus on that one person that I want to impact or inspire or, you know, help them in their journey in some way, it becomes not about me and it becomes about them. And like that is, I think, the essence of of taking action is because it's not selfish. It's selfless because, you know, it would be a disservice if I don't try to do something for, you know, myself and the people around me. I guess that's the way I think about it. I don't know if that if you relate to that, but that's something that I always think. Am I being selfish right now by by holding this creativity in by holding this idea in? Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. I totally relate to that. You know, there there are times where it, I think so much about how I can help others that sometimes I forget about what I need to do for myself. You know, mm. there there are times where I'm like, shoot, I I want to do this, but I think that I don't think it's gonna be able to help enough people. Or you know, or on the flip side, sometimes I will do it for me because I know that I have to do it so that I can make a difference. And and I think I can I can relate really well to what to what you were just saying. How do you? In the midst of everything that you have going on, how do you stay inspired and how do you take care of yourself? Because you have to be on the top of your game as you are continually, you know, hustling. So with that being said, that takes an immense amount of energy. So how do you do that? Yeah, one one of the big things that I think is uh, very important for me and to keep me under control and to keep me inspired is, is my morning routine. And I'll r- kind of run you through what my morning routine looks like. I wake up around six o'clock every morning and I get up and I go to the gym and I either do one of two things. I either play basketball and while I'm playing basketball, I listen to music and I just, I just go through drills that I work on with, with different athletes or I, you know, do my favorite players moves and I just, I just get a great sweat going or I'll, or I'll hit the weights. Once I'm done with my morning routine, I'll come home, you know, shower, do whatever I got to do to, to get myself ready, eat some breakfast. And then I'll read and I'll typically read for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour every morning because for me, reading is an incredible way for me to be inspired. Not only because I get to learn so many great lessons and improve myself, but because I'm just educating myself and learning more and more and more so that not only do I have more to talk about, but I understand the world in a more global in a more global um, view in a sense. Mm-hmm. Once I'm done reading, I check my emails and typically now we're getting around to around the 8 30 9 o'clock time and that's when you know i start my day and i get everything going and we, we make it a great day but i think it all stems for me with getting in my morning routine getting going telling myself today's going to be a great day and just sending positive vibes throughout my body and throughout you know social media throughout the day to really you know connect and inspire people um and that's that's kind of what keeps me going because there's nothing better, and I'm sure you can attest this. There's nothing better than when somebody that has read your, your, you know, listened to your podcast, or in my case, read my book, or read an article, or heard me speak, and they send me a message and say, "Jake, 
thank you so much for that. You know, it really inspired me to do this or Jake, because of this, I got this job that, that makes it worth it. And that's what keeps me inspired. Um, oh, yeah. so, so those are, those are some of the things that, that I really like to do that, that keep me going, but that also every morning gets me on the right track. And I think it comes down to discipline. It yes. comes down to, to finding the routine that works best for you, that starts your day out on a positive note. And, you know, you're, you're getting out energy at the gym, you know, you're taking care of your body. And that's like the most important thing. But then you're also feeding your mind by reading and by, you know, taking a moment of stillness. And I think that is something that (laughs) that's definitely something I need to do better, Jake, for sure. I need to get a better morning routine. You just taught me that. (laughs) Yeah. But but thank you so much for sharing that, because I do. That is a consistent thing I hear from successful entrepreneurs is their morning routine does not shift. I mean, I do this for an hour, I do this for 30 minutes, and then I do this, and then I start my day. And I think there's so much to that that sometimes um, I, I don't think about. But gosh, I do not want this to end. This has been so much fun. You are a complete ball to talk to. And I I feel like we could just talk for hours, but I have two more questions that I want to ask you. But but before that, I would love to know where people can find you online. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways um, you can find me online. Probably one of the best ways is to just go to my website, jakekelfer.com. But you can also connect with me on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever. I'm, I'm always on it. Um, I love giving a little glimpse into my personal life, giving a little glimpse into what I'm doing. And I'm consistently, you know, talking more on those platforms, getting more and more involved. So I'd be happy to connect with anybody, but my website or social media, just type in Jake Kelfer and you'll find me there. And Kelfer is K-E-L-F-E-R, just to clarify too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So my second to last question is, what is the biggest piece of advice you could give to someone just getting started in their entrepreneurial journey? I think the biggest piece of advice that I have for people that are just getting started in their entrepreneurial journey is to do it. It's to just go for it. Mm -hmm. Because I said this earlier, but if you fail, you don't fail, you learn. And if you succeed, you're just going to keep growing. So if you just go for it and you take that first step, no matter what happens to you, you at least can say you tried. And because you tried, you're one step closer to getting to where you want to go. And as you do this, and as you take that first step, I want everyone to remember that you're on a journey. And if you can enjoy the moment and you know, just have a good time while you're doing this, you're going to have the ultimate success, but not just success. You're going to have happiness. And that, that everybody, that's when you've made it. I I am so inspired by you and I just want to acknowledge you for all of the good things that you are doing and by staying true to yourself in the process. I think it's incredible the way that you inspire and the way that you create and you are just such a light in the world and I just can't thank you enough for being on the laptop lifestyle. I I really really appreciate it. So my last question is I always love to end my episodes with a note of gratitude. So I would love for you to share what are you most grateful for right now in your life? That that uh that's very Lewis Howes of you, if I may. I I love Lewis Howes. I, I love Lewis as well. He's he's all about gratitude. And I believe it's it's really important and, yeah. and Tony Robbins believes it's really important. But mm-hmm. um you know, one of the things that I'm most grateful for is is my family. 
Um, my parents are have been happily married for a long, long time, coming up upon 30 years um, soon. My my brother is a junior at the University of Southern California, following my footsteps. But I couldn't be more grateful for my family and the support that they've given me. And they've they've they continue to, to inspire me and motivate me every single day. And I wouldn't be where I am without them. But that's probably one of the things I'm most grateful for in my life is is my ability to to have an incredible family and to be supported by people that love me and pick me up when I'm down and keep me going when I'm on top. So that's probably what I would say about that. Well, thank you so much, Jake. I really appreciate you giving me your time today and sharing your life with us. Of course. And before we leave, before we leave, um, yeah. anybody in the audience that uh, connects with me. Um, and if anybody that connects with me, I want to offer you guys all a phone call, 15 minutes, um, you know, informational interview, if you will, about any topic that you'd like to discuss, you know, whether it's, you just, you just want a friend for 15 minutes, or if you want some quick resume advice or anything, anybody in your audience that reaches out to me and shoots me an email when this comes out, I'd be happy to chat with you guys. So, um, I just wanted to throw that out there for your audience. And, you know, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a, been a great pleasure and a great way to start my morning. So thank you for that. You are so welcome. And your email, do you want to give that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so my email for everyone um, that's listening is jake at jakekelfer.com. And the spelling is K-E-L-F like Frank, E-R. Perfect. Well, I think that's a great offer. I'll take you up on that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much, Jake. <laughs> 